Hey everybody, it's Will. I'm back with Donna. Say hi, Donna. Hello. Um, we're back after a little hiatus. Um, it's been a little bit difficult for us to get together and be able to, to chat about important topics uh, surrounding grief and death. Um, but we're back now and we have a really great episode in store for you guys. And what we want to talk today about is really along the uh, lines of advanced care planning again. And it's about creating a com comprehensive file for when you die. And we kind of token this as a when I die file. Um, it's meant to be written on the front of that file. And we're going to discuss exactly what should be contained within it so that when you pass away, it's easy for your next of kin to retrieve and follow along everything that they're supposed to do in terms of handling all of your assets and final arrangements and everything that goes into um, really all of, all of that mm -hmm. portion of, of death, all those nuts and bolts things, um, which are difficult to do, but they're a lot easier when you organize yourself. Yes, it's already time-consuming enough, and having it organized, I think, really helps the process, especially when you're dealing with the emotional aspects of loss. Absolutely, absolutely. So really kind of what we want to dive into first is what should you put in your When I Die file? And really, this is a comprehensive answer. Um, in a lot of episodes, you know, you and I, Donna, mm -hmm. we talk about advanced directives to no end yeah. till we're blue in the face. <laughs> and I think that an advanced directive is certainly something that would go in, yes. a, in my, when I die file. Um, but there's a lot of other things that should go in there as well. And we kind of want to branch out and discuss what those things are and give you some ideas about what you can put in there for yourself so that you feel really comfortable about leaving your family in a good position to close out everything under your name when you pass away. All right. So besides advanced directives, let's think about what other type of copies of documents should go in there. Um, I think a financial power of attorney Absolutely. would be great. Um, any last will or test and testament. Mm -hmm. So any wills, um, Living wills. Living wills. That's a great, good call. Uh, good call. Absolutely. Um, anything related to finances that people might not realize that you have, whether they're bank accounts or um, stocks or bonds or um, any of those financial things that you might um, have, you know, somewhere tucked away, 401k information, beneficiary information, anything that the person's going to need for um Closing out all those accounts. Yeah, and I, I my advice is to to break it out too. So you can go through it like kind of like this, like make a a category of insurance information, and you should be writing down the policy you have for your mm -hmm. life insurance, what company it's with, uh, and your policy number and a contact number for that institution. Yes. And you should do the same for your home insurance, your health insurance, car insurance, 
um, any type of disability or renter's insurance or funeral insurance. Yep. Funeral insurance, long-term care. You don't know which ones might give you a benefit, a death benefit to help pay for those final arrangements. And organizing it in this way makes it a lot easier that for your family to get this information, make those calls quickly and get things underway quickly. Because a lot of the stuff, what I see is a lot of times wasted because people aren't organized. Yeah. Um, so they have to go searching for all of these documents and find old billing statements to get contact information for customer service representatives mm-hmm. to start this process. It just delays it unnecessarily. And I think it might even affect the number of death certificates you need. Definitely. It would. It would. I can tell, I can say from experience that a lot of um, reorders for death certificates are because people weren't organized yep. at the forefront. Um, so preparation is key and just it can make your life a lot easier knowing what you need and inventorying everything prior to your passing. So um, another thing you can categorize are uh, bank account, mortgage, and even loaned information. So any type of checking account or money market account or mortgage information all that should be organized in terms of the name of the institution, um, the contact information for that institution, and any other relevant account information mm-hmm. that you think your family should should need. Um, anything else regarding bank accounts or? Uh, Just make sure you have the right account numbers with the right agency organization. Absolutely, because I know people who have different accounts and different banks. And if they have the wrong account number, it makes it harder to figure out. Mm -hmm. Um, Another suggestion I've seen is to inventory your credit cards on just a regular word document. So if you have an Amex, you just write Amex and then the last four digits of that Amex and when it expires, just so if your family doesn't have access to your wallet, Mm -hmm. maybe it's at the coroner's office held for personal property for any reason. Um, you might want that information separately so that you know you what accounts and credit cards you need to close uh, for your loved one. Absolutely. So, so far, that's insurance information, bank account, mortgage and loan information, and credit card information. Let's see some, some other stuff. Um, if you have any investments or um, like annuities or pensions... Organizing that in their own category as well is really good and helpful. Um, Things like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, IRAs or 401ks. Making sure all of that information is easily accessible is really important. It can save people a lot of time. Um, Make sure people know what kind of investments you have. Be very explicit about it. People are very secretive and private with their money, as they should be, but... In this folder, you really should be giving people um, not everything about <laughs> your financial health, but enough to be able to access. get in con- access it and contact the right people. Um, and if you have a financial advisor or a finance company, there's a couple out there, Charles Schwab, Edward Jones, make mm-hmm. sure that information is included in there Definitely. because you might have a contact person there who has access to this information will help. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things to be aware of or categories to create would be, um, any type of property information that you may have. So for vehicles, real estate, deed and titles, um, 
maybe for any other type of vehicles you may own, like jet skis or boats mm-hmm. or ATVs, things like that. Um, should all be kept in one central location just so it's easier for people to retrieve. And then include property outside the United States. Like, for example, my dad had property up in Canada. Yeah. I, I didn't know anything about it, but my mom did. So mm-hmm. that's important to know um, if something would have happened, we know what to do with that property. Definitely. And, and on that note, if you do have someone pass away in the U.S. and they have any assets outside the U.S., or that you want their cremated remains to be taken outside the U.S., mm-hmm. um, be sure to be uh, upfront about that with your uh, funeral director or mortuary representative. Um, they can help you make sure that you have the right documentation to travel mm. with those remains or help you translate the death certificate for when you travel to be able to handle uh, things in the foreign country. I never would have thought of that. That's yeah. really important for, you know, I have family who live or from Hungary is an example, and he mm-hmm. may want to go back to Hungary. I didn't think I'd have to translate it. You're right. I would. Yeah. It, it, it depends on the country, but it's really good to ask. I'd um, rather find out now than when I get there. Yep. And, and you always have the option of checking with your local consulate mm-hmm. uh, to see what those requirements are and making sure that you're adhering to them. Okay. Some other things I would recommend are within your household. Things like things that you overlook, like your utilities, electric, water, phone, cable, and an internet. Um, if you have a regular landscaping company or um, any type of septic service or cleaning service um, at all, those recurring visits, those companies should be notified. Um, but also things that you don't do so frequently, um, like exterminators or any type of heating and cooling, um, making sure that everything with regards to those items are really clear um, and the person and co- or company that you use to take care of those things are uh, all taken care of. Um, Donna, do you have any other ones to add? Um, pool cleaner. Ooh. Wouldn't have thought of that one, but, oh, good one. you know, coming towards the end of summer, you know, they might only come before and after summer, things mm-hmm. like that. So you might want to remember to let them know before they put you back on the rotation. Yeah. Or else your pool is going to be gross, guys. And we don't want that. No. Only clean pools. I guess this only applies to people who live in places with pool weather. But if yeah. you should live in a place that you have a pool with pool weather, be sure to put that on your list. Yes. All right. All right. Um, we are entering the or have entered already the technological age yes, with phones and computers, Wi-Fi's, tablets, all sorts of things. Um, so be sure to also include uh, your mobile phone information. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to contact your manufacturer, some manufacturers have um, emergency contacts that allow you to designate that person to be able to unlock your phone. Um Some phones only have, or your loved one might just have a fingerprint scan, which may not allow you to access their phone. So be diligent or inquisitive about for those phone manufacturers to see if you can set something up that if someone proves that you passed away and they allow or grant you access to their technology. Mm -hmm. Um, 
If you have any type of password management app um, or program or document, Mm -hmm. make sure that that goes in there as well um, for all your um, tech uh, usernames and logins. And logins, yeah. Yeah. Um, Other things like um, other devices that you should give passwords to, like your computer or tablet or any home security system. Oh yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one just because you're going to you might have people coming in to clean up your home after you pass away and if they don't have that information, it might make it difficult for them upon entering to get a big alarm. Yeah. And have the cops call them so on you, so you don't want that. Um any other type of I kind of covered this. Um these are more going into that password management. Yeah. So things that I would kind of consider under password management would be email, cloud storage, um, health or medical information, um, money management, any social media, any uh, travel apps that you might use frequently, entertainment apps that you might use frequently, food delivery apps that you might use frequently like Grubhub or DoorDash or Seamless, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, any other type of messaging service outside of text messaging that you might use like WhatsApp or any VoIP software that you may use, um, any type of online shopping account too, like an Amazon account, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that, or maybe a online Walmart account, things like that. Um, just so people know how to get in there and, um, maybe close it down for you. Um, and some people put themselves on those rotations for fresh delivery of vegetables and stuff on sure. a, without subscription, a basis. subscription basis or Sensi or some of those where they automatically come once a month or every three months or six months. So if you don't go in and stop those, they might start showing up after your death and your loved one's like, what do I do with this? Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's actually really relevant now. Cause yeah. I mean, you have so many direct to consumer businesses Yeah, they do it with dollar shave club you know, you can do it with your... We do a pet meds. That pet come. meds, hair regrowth hair. treatments, <laughs> ED meds, whatever. You can get it all right to your door. Um, and you'll keep paying for it if you don't close it down. Exactly. All right. Because remember, they're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. Oh. And as we're going through these, you probably are thinking of your own to add to these lists. So this is definitely not an exhaustive list, just ideas. So please keep adding to your own list things that you have that are relevant for you or your family. Absolutely. Yeah, this is just a starting point uh, to get you thinking about it and helping start this inventory process. So just keep building on it. Um, The best thing you can do is just to get started. Mm, Absolutely. Um, Kind of the last thing uh, that kind of want to touch on in terms of making this when I die file is we covered a lot of the nuts and bolts uh, for administrative tasks Mm -hmm. and those types of, of, of things. Um, But we also want to cover um, some, some things that are a little bit more intangible um, things that happen to you after you're gone um, that this folder can be, um, indicative of what you want to have happen uh, to you after you pass away. So you can put funeral arrangements in there, um, any type of desires you want regarding that cremation, body donation, 
and such. Um, make sure you put any contracts associated mm-hmm. with those arrangements in there as well. Um, but also, um, it's an opportunity for you to put in anything you want regarding your own memorial service, mm-hmm. which ge- they generally aren't pre-planned. Like right. a lot of people buy prepay for cremation mm-hmm. or prepay for burial plots, mm-hmm. but they may not tell them like, hey, like I want you to play this song at my celebration of life. Or I want to make sure that you put, you know, bouquets of tulips there mm-hmm. as well. Um, those, those things people will miss if you don't write them down and, and put it in a place that's accessible for them. So um, it's a good opportunity to think about that and what you want to be to be part of your um, memorialization. So be sure to take advantage of it um, just because you won't be there to speak for yourself. Right. So <laughs> this is you speaking for yourself from the grave. Exactly. You so, get to pipe up now. Yes. Okay. So take advantage of it. Anything right. special that you want included? Um, I know someone who wanted her books to be given out um, almost like celebration of life favors. People were able to take a favorite book of their, of them with home with them as a remind memory of that. Yeah. And it helped the family clear out a very large library and it went to meaningful people because everyone got a piece everyone got a piece yeah, and they got to so pick nice. it themselves yeah, so that's so nice. the kind of thing that if you want to put in there to do that yeah um, and but include you know dates or places of birth because they're going to need that information yeah some 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 also yeah i guess we can kind of go backtrack a little bit some yeah. some basic information you should keep in there date and place of birth date and place of marriage if you are married, your parents' names, mm-hmm. um, your education, so where you went to school, what degrees do you have, um, any military service, and if you were in the military, put your honorable discharge form in there just because it's great to have. You have some veterans' benefits that you may be entitled to, mm-hmm. and that thing is a pain in the butt to find. If, yep. you, if you served 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, 50 anytime, years ago, 50 years ago, whatever it is, mm-hmm. we value you. So please put that in there and we want to make sure we take care of you and make sure you're, you get everything that you're entitled to as a veteran of mm-hmm. this country. Um, also, you can include any type of other affiliations you may have, mm-hmm. like with your religious a group or mm-hmm. any civic group you may be a part of or cultural group you may be a part of, make sure you include that information in there um, just so it might be a prompt for your next of kin yep. to call and let them know because they're meaningful to you. And it's also helpful with creating the obituary and the um, eulogy for your um, celebration of life service. You know, as a minister and as a chaplain, when I get asked to do services sometimes families are scrambling trying to get information because their loved one was so private and they don't find out until after the fact that they had gotten the purple heart and they never knew it so having this information all written down helps them create a service that's meaningful to them and they get to learn a lot more about you that maybe for whatever reason you didn't share Mm -hmm. but having it all right here when they're emotional and trying to handle everything else that's going on and making important decisions to have it there makes it easier and obituaries are expensive, from my understanding, to they print. Are. They are. And to be able to have all the information here to make it succinct, I think also helps families with some stress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think um, that really that covers pretty comprehensively 
what I think should go in your when I die file. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the nuts and bolts, administrative work for everything that is involved in your life, including all your financial assets, personal assets, technology, logins, um, and any arrangements that you want to include uh, for after you pass away. That is a phenomenal start to your when I die file. Um, But then again, just like we said at the beginning, the most important thing about your when I die file is just that you make one and that you start this process of inventorying everything that you have in your life and getting making heads and tails of it and putting it in a place where you have access to it. Okay. So while it is very important to have a when I die file, that file is absolutely freaking useless if no one knows where it is. So what we want to talk about next is now that you've started a when I die file, who do you tell about it? Who would you tell about your when I die file, Donna? I would tell, well, my parents are still living, so I would tell them, but I would probably tell my best friend, the one who I've already asked to make a lot of decisions for me because I'm not married. Mm-hmm. Um, if, um, or when I die, is that a, um, is that a call out? Donna? I think it's Just a- letting, letting everybody know that you're single. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> because normally I think most people would say their spouse, but yeah. when you're not married, it makes mm-hmm. it a little more difficult because, um, you have to look to a, a friend. Um, for example, I have another friend who, um, is starting this when I die file and she's starting to figure out who's going to do her memorial Facebook page. So she reached out and asked if I would do it. Um, after she passes, which we, you know, hope it's not for a very long time, but we have to make these decisions now. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend I would tell. Good. So I, I'm single as well. Hey, ladies. <laughs> uh, um, He's a catch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Donna. Um, so I would tell my brother. Um, he's also the beneficiary of a lot of the things I have just because mm-hmm. I'm single and I'm married. Yeah. So it makes the most sense. Um, but also tell a friend who has no skin in the game as well. Yeah. Just because, you know, usually the people closest to you are having the hardest time. Mm-hmm. And it is nice for you to be able to, someone else to know. It's like, hey, like I know this really important, these really important mm-hmm. documents are here. Like, do you want me to like just get the file for mm-hmm. you? Um, or even like start making a few of the kind of the maybe less important calls yeah. like to credit card companies just to close things down things like that. And you'll be amazed at how helpful your friends will be at this time. So I would say definitely have more than one person. Yeah. So tell more than one person because you don't want that solely I would solely relying upon one person to right. do that because who knows the nature of your passing. You may be in some sort of accident where you're yeah. passing away with a person or the only person who knows about that folder. And so you also, want a disinterested party. And let your power of attorney know. Yes. If you have a DPOA for healthcare and, and or finance, if they're not the same person, specifically make sure they all know because mm-hmm. the financial stuff, your financial power of attorney is going to need to know um, because they're the one who have to make these decisions. So mm-hmm. it's good for them to have this information available to them. So Absolutely. I would definitely let them know as well. And sometimes they're the same person and sometimes they're different. Yeah. And and that's actually a reason that's actually a reason to make them different people. Uh-huh. Should should you have enough people in your life where you feel comfortable doing exactly. that. Exactly. Um and then the next question I would say is when do you tell them? 
Now, my no. answer to this question is as soon as you put anything in that file, because as soon as you put anything in that file, that file has value. And whether it's just with a, f a few passwords that you have with login information or whether it's your entire trust in the healthcare directive, any of that is really important. Yep. So as soon as you start it, let the person know that you've started it, what's in there so far, and that you're just that you're working through it. Exactly. And okay? they might even help you compile information or give you ideas for things you haven't thought of. Mm -hmm. But at the very least, they know to look for it exactly. should anything happen. And they may say, when he told me about it, there was just an advanced directive in there. But when I found it, he had had finished everything that we had discussed mm -hmm. in this list. And that's great. But they knew where to go. And that's the it. source of truth. All right. That, and that makes, makes your life so much easier. It really does. Yes, absolutely. And I know we tend to talk about this a lot, but it's so important. I don't think it gets talked about nearly enough. Yep. Um, so I encourage you all to spend some time in the next few days, just two minutes. I just want you to spend two minutes, clear your thoughts, have a pen and paper or a, your tablet or a laptop, and just start inventorying these things. Start with one category and inventory and just spend two minutes doing it and see how you feel. And if you want to do more, do more. And if you don't, don't come back to it. Mm -hmm. But just like we keep saying, the best thing you can do for yourself is to start. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Bye.